survival of the fittest. And besides, it's fun. <laughs> Outdoors with John is on the air. This is the Hunting, Camping, and Fishing Show, presented by Northwest Iowa Outdoors, the region's number one outdoor entertainment multimedia outlet. Live from the KSCJ studios in Sioux City, the phone lines are wide open. Call 239-2101 right now with your questions or comments. Good morning, everybody. The show is brought to us by the City of Kingsley, Dirt Road Design and Screen Printing in Kingsley, the Shooting Shop in Anthon, Iowa, Fireside Steakhouse and Lounge in Anthon, the Plymouth County Conservation Board, Skyline Lodge in Perot Falls, Ontario, Iowa Great Lakes Outdoors in Milford, Iowa, Stan's Bait Shop in Milford, Oak Hill Marina in Arnold's Park, Iowa, Midwestern Land and Auction in downtown Mapleton, Iowa, and smalltownsportsman.com. And uh, we had Dave on, uh, not last week, you covered for me last week. I was too busy uh, being snowed in. But uh, a couple weeks ago, we had Dave with Small Town Sportsman there in Kingsley, and he has closed off the the walk-in retail side of the business, but he's still keeping the website. So you can go to smalltownsportsman.com, and uh, he's just got hundreds of products at bargain values there on the website. And if you're you're a local purchaser, um, Dave said he could still make arrangements for you to do a local pickup to save the shipping on that. And uh, gun transfers, a lot of people buy uh, guns on auction sites or whatever and need a dealer in their area to ship the guns to. Um, Dave is still going to do those uh, transfers required by law there at smalltownsportsman.com. And let's see, the Fireside Steakhouse and Lounge. They're, they're special. Uh, today, tonight, is the filet mignon with a choice of potato, asparagus, and uh, the salad bar, all for $32.95. And they're also going to be open now on Sundays from 11 a.m. till 8 p.m. That's every Sunday from 11 p.m. to 8 p.m. And uh, I think I think this weekend, too, they, or Saturday's the night that they've got the... Um, the prime, uh, the prime rib soup that they have on the salad bar. And boy, is that good. I stole a bowl of it the other day, the last time I was down there talking to Bob. And it makes me kind of wonder, though, if that soup is still just as good if I actually had to pay for it. Hmm. <laughs> Can't say I've ever had it, but it does sound good. Oh, it is. It's really good. Huh. And uh, well, the steaks down there are really good. And it's the home of the 20-ounce uh, uh, prime rib cut. I mean, Tell you what, you you're gonna have to be a uh, you're gonna have to be I don't know some kind of a wild beast to be able to down a twenty ounce steak at one sitting, wouldn't you? Uh boy, I couldn't do it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The best of the people would get probably like three fourths of the way through it, mostly. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Depends on whether or not you wasted space with the potato and the salad bar. But the junk he has on the salad bar, I call it junk. But the stuff he has on the salad bar, it's kind of hard to not hammer that salad bar before your steak arrives because uh the uh, side salads and stuff there are just well all of it pretty good i suppose you get fast a couple days before that might work yeah yeah i i don't know how we have to uh i don't know, probably have to practice eating the steak down there first kind of work your way into it that way you don't go down there and just i mean you know these world-class athletes they don't just start out running a marathon i mean you couldn't do that you couldn't just start out eating that 20 ounce steak how you'd pull a muscle wouldn't you? Anyway, hey, um, I see that the Iowa DNR on their website, um, uh, 
you know, iowadnr.gov, they have uh, topographical maps of all the lakes in Iowa. And they even have some that are of the smaller lakes, like uh, Bacon Creek here in Sioux City. They'll have a topple uh, uh, map of that lake. And uh, they recently redid the one of Storm Lake. And it's showing the most recent dredge cuts there. So when we mentioned that on the show about the, you know, the, the fish are biting in the dredge cuts uh, there at Storm Lake, which they are, by the way, they're picking up walleyes out there along the dredge cuts. And people are like, well, these where's the dredge cuts? Because you can't see them because they're at the bottom of the lake. But, uh, but the uh, iowadnr.gov, and uh, you'll find the, uh, the uh, lakes maps on that website. you got to search around a little bit for it, but, uh, but it's a pretty neat, uh, pretty neat website when you find it. And then also today, speaking of Bacon Creek and the Iowa DNR, at 1.30 today, they will be um, stocking rainbow trout. And uh, they're going to put about, they usually somewhere around 1,800 is what they uh, dump into Bacon Creek. And it's kind of interesting because they take this big truck and they come from uh, over uh, uh, northeast Iowa at the hatchery there. I think it's the Manchester hatchery where these come from. But... Uh, I don't know, he's got this huge truck, and they go out, and they cut a giant hole in the lake, you know, and then they have this big tube. They run out of the back of the truck, and they open the hatch, and in about two seconds, 1,800 trout are in the pond. (laughs) It's kind of cool watching it, but that's going to take place today at 1.30, and if you want to go and fish for them, uh, you got to remember that in Iowa, you do need to have your trout stamp to do that, which is in addition to your general fishing license. If you're under 16, you do not need the general fishing license, but you will need to have the trout stamp if you're going to keep those trout. If you're, you know, accidentally, if you're fishing for bluegills or bass or whatever, and you accidentally um, or inadvertently catch one of the trout, you know, as long as you release it immediately, you're not going to get into problems with uh trout fishing without a license and uh, i think the last report there was about i don't know eight eight inches of ice i believe on uh, bacon creek uh, most most area lakes have uh, six to 12 inches of ice on it but with that warm weather that we had uh, a couple weeks ago ahead of that uh, cold front a lot of the ice on the there was a lot of melt and runoff that ran down on the ice so you got to be careful you might have 10 inches ice on your pond but you might only have about three or four of clear ice um, and that's the kind of stuff that you want to have to hold you up that cloudy um, honeycomb type ice really has no strength and there's a couple fishing contests coming up one the the little sioux fishing club is having one friday february 21st and they will um register from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. at the Anthon, Iowa Shell Station, which uh, is the only gas station in town. And if you're on Highway 31, um, either coming into Anthon or North, you're going to see it right there along uh, Highway 31. But anyway, that's where they're going to register. That'll be Friday, February 2nd. And uh, the next day, then, they will have a weigh-in on, well, the weigh-in will be on Sunday. So you got all day uh, Saturday to catch a fish and uh a little bit on Sunday morning, but they're going to have the weigh-in at 9 to 10 p.m. there, also in Anthon, and you must have five fish to weigh in, and it's a mixed species of bluegill and crappie. So any combination, five bluegills or five crappies or three bluegills or two and two crappies, a mixture of them, whatever it takes to come up to your five fish for the weigh-in, and they will <clears throat> uh, they will have a payout for uh, 
the biggest bluegill, which is going to be a hundred bucks. That's going to be donated by Maury construction. And, uh, you can fish in the Woodbury and surrounding counties for that tournament. So, and they will also have a side pot for the biggest bullhead, which catching bullheads in the winter, all the ice fishing I've ever done. I don't believe I've ever caught a bullhead through the ice. I've seen them moving around there on my fish cameras before, but uh, I think they, uh, they're a lot like catfish. They kind of head for the very deepest part of the pond or lake that they're in, and then they just lay there and uh, suck, suck stuff off the bottom. But it's kind of funny when you see them coming through, like the catfish on the fish camera. I mean, they'll almost be standing on end with their tails straight up, just with their nose poking around in the, uh, the bottom of it looking for, I don't know, I suppose they're looking for some form of aquatic bugs. Anything to keep them alive through the winter. Uh, another one is the uh, Lost Island Lake is going to have a yellow bass ice fishing contest. And that's also going to be on Saturday, February 2nd. And that will run from 8 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. only. And the most fish caught uh, per team wins. So it, it's all a numbers game there. Uh, Three-inch fish will count you just as good as 12-inch fish on that. But it's yellow bass. Um, registration will be at the Bobber Down Bait Shop on Highway 13 in Ruthven, Iowa. And there's a $40 entry fee. The first place team is going to take 40% of the fees collected. Second place, 25%. Third place will have a 20%. Uh, payback and 15% of all of the proceeds will be donated to the Lost Island Ruthven Betterment Association, which is uh, a group of volunteers that uh, maintain water quality there on Lost Island Lake. All fish must be caught on a baited hook or artificial lure by the mouth from Lost Island Lake during the hours of the tournament, which would be, you know, um, there again, excuse me, eight to 1.30 on February 22nd. You can get more information by finding Bobber Down on Facebook, or you can call them at 712-837-5425, or you can just show up there February 22nd on uh, Old Highway 18 in Ruthven, Iowa, and get registered. And they usually have a pretty good uh, turnout on those. The Plymouth County Conservation Board will be hosting their annual snow scamper at Hillview Recreation Area um, west of Hinton, Iowa. And it's a 5K run, walk, snowshoe, however it takes you to get across the finish line on that. And uh, the, January 20th is the deadline to receive the uh, long-sleeved 50-50 t-shirt. And uh, for an additional $10, you could have got a long-sleeved performance shirt. You can still register for the event after uh, the deadline, but you just won't be guaranteed the t-shirt. Well, there's a lot of new products on the market this year. Uh, every year, the uh, manufacturers try to come out with uh, interesting, uh, unusual type items. And <clears throat> what we're looking for, instead of doing a trivia question here for, for a few weeks, what we're going to do is... Uh, uh, steal a page from uh, the Kim Commando radio show. Uh, I don't know what she calls it, real or make-believe or what. I don't know what she calls it. But we're just going to call it real or fake here. I'll describe a product to you, and you will have to um, tell us whether or not it's a real product or a fake one. So if anybody wants to partake in that, they can just call in at 239-2101 and uh, 
we'll describe the product to you and you tell us whether or not it's a real or fake. Should we, we probably better take that break now, Scott. We're a little bit uh, behind on that, I think. Yeah, we'll be right back. 1360-949 KSCJ. Can a job change the trajectory of your life? Well, it's really important for Tyson to take care of our team members. We want them to be thriving in our community. Like higher education, Northeast College. We love how they partner up with us and and allow us to be here and offer opportunities. And Wayne State. They want to pursue their four-year bachelor's degree. We often write those programs right here in South Sioux City. They take care of us. It's not just a company that gives you a paycheck and you show up every day. From a GED to ESL to a four-year degree to citizenship. Tyson can change the trajectory of your life. So it's important that we help them. And with a new starting hourly wage of $16.60, Tyson will change your income too. Tyson Foods is an equal opportunity affirmative action employer. All qualified applicants will be considered without regard to race, national origin, color, religion, age, genetics, sex, sexual orientation, gender identity, disability, or veteran status. Come to the Tyson Job Fair every Tuesday from 8 to 4 in Dakota City and change your life. Most people believe a bank is great for loans to businesses and homeowners and good for checking accounts and CDs, and they are. But that's only part of the story. Community banks are the lifeblood of our communities. We at Liberty National Bank are proud to be a trusted Siouxland bank. We invest in our local economy. We make loans to local farmers so they can put food on our table. Liberty National Bank partners with businesses large and small so that we have places in our community to work, to shop, and to play. You'll hear our bankers talking about opportunities with local business owners. You'll see us at Chamber of Commerce meetings and at school events. We're active in our communities. We're involved. Liberty National Bank is nearing its 17th anniversary. That's 17 successful years because our founders understood the importance of being a true community bank. If you want to experience how we're different, stop into one of our three Sioux City locations or find us at libertynationalonline.com. Member FDIC. Big John. Big John. Every morning at the mine. Well, do we have a contestant here, Scott? Yeah, we got Bill on the line here. Hi, Bill. How are you this morning? You there? Oh, wait a minute. Oh. Gotta do, do, we, that. do we have him? Yeah. Hi, Bill. You there? Yeah, I'm there. All right. All right. You want to take a stab at this, Bill? Well, we'll try anything once. Okay. Uh, <laughs> how about a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that comes in a can? That comes in a can? Yep. The Candwich is a delicious peanut butter and jelly sandwich that comes in a sealed pop-top can that is completely water and squish-proof. Great for all outdoors activities and will last for several years, making it the perfect prepper food. That real or fake, the peanut butter jelly and sandwich in a can? That sounds kind of silly, but I think it might even be true. <laughs> You're right. It is silly, and it is true. Uh <laughs> Congratulations. And I never guessed that it was true. But anyway, Canwich is made by Mark One Foods Corporation. They sell for $17.99 for a six pack. And uh, other flavors include honey barbecue chicken, peanut butter and jelly, of course, chocolate filled French toast. And they all sound kind of toxic to me. <laughs> French toast, too? Oh, yeah. I'll be darned. And uh, I, I tried to order some of these to give them out as uh, prizes on the show, but they were all sold out. And, uh, you know, and I got to thinking about it. It's probably a good thing they were sold out, you know, because, I mean, if I gave out six of these, I don't know. I, I can't afford to lose six listeners. 
<laughs> well, hey, hey, congratulations, Bill. Um, Scott's got, uh, if he didn't have your information already, keep on the line. Yeah, hang on, Bill. I'll be right with you, okay? But I think we've got a MRE that we're going to give out for the prize today and then one of the highly coveted Second Amendment coins. And the uh, MRE for today is, let's see, it's, uh, where is it listed here? We have got penny with vegetable sausage crumbles and spicy tomato sauce. Mm -mm. Well, that actually sounds good. That don't sound toxic at all. <laughs> and uh, speaking of fake stuff, um, Joe Biden, um, boy, I tell you what, this guy's just a bozo. But anyway, what he had said about, uh, you know, his views on the Second Amendment, anybody that says, uh, you know, followed this Second Amendment news or NRA members that Joe Biden has been no friend of the Second Amendment for decades, you know, 30 years. But anyway, at one of his uh, campaigns or whatever, he had said, uh, uh, guns, we have the capacity now in James Bond style to make sure no one can pull the trigger unless their DNA and fingerprint is on it. We have the capacity now, he added, that gun manufacturers <clears throat> pulled the plug on this technology as soon as two folks started to sell some of those guns to do two dealerships and uh they feel that they pulled the manufacturer joe feels that the manufacturers pulled the technology apparently because of some misplaced apprehension over the second amendment and uh that is totally fake i don't know what the guy is smoking but we wonder that about every time he opens up his mouth but anyway they do not have firearms that will register your DNA, or they do not have firearms that will register a fingerprint before the trigger is pulled. They do, however, have lock boxes or safes for your firearms that uh, will do a fingerprint recognition. But uh, I don't know. I think his idea is that he just make uh, a whole new class of um, criminals, which would in turn make the United States safe, uh, safer. Well, you go, Joe. And uh, thinking, uh, you know, of other fake stuff. Um, oh, where did I got? I forgot that here somewhere. Um, huh. Uh, oh, Elizabeth Warren, Focahontas. Um, her views on the Second Amendment are just as uh, well. She's no friend of the Second Amendment either. Her, her whole life in the Senate has been opposing anything that would favor the Second Amendment and, and limit our freedoms in that way. But anyway, um, a lot of the um, uh, public lands and uh, you know fish stocking resources put out by you know the different uh, entities do is actually funded by uh, sportsmen. In 1938, they they passed the uh, Pittman Robertson Acts Act, and that's a uh, tax on firearms at the manufacturer's side and right now it depends on the product whether it's a handgun rifle ammunition they're paying a, a 10 to 11 percent tax on that and sportsmen don't even realize that they're paying it because like i say it's a manufacturer side tax so before it even leaves the plant uh, wherever the product is made they're paying that uh, 10 to 11 percent tax okay well Focahontas wants to raise that tax up to 30%. Um, so she didn't really say what she was going to use the extra money for, but knowing her, I'll bet your, uh, bet your bottom dollar that she's not going to take that extra 20% and put it back into resources for hunters to use. I'm just thinking not. 
But anyway, um, what it's going to do, and I'd said this for years, you know, that for decades they've been going after the guns, trying to ban this gun and ban that gun, and and they really don't gain anywhere with it. But I always kind of thought that what they're going to do was go after what goes inside the firearm, rendering it then useless by attacking the ammunition. Um, for instance, with uh, Focahontas' proposal, like people buy an $800 shotgun, and that's not, you know, $800 gets you a pretty decent shotgun. It don't get you the best one, you know. But, I mean, it's just probably a middle-of-the-line type, you know, lower-end shotgun. Right now, um, there's $80 of that is buried in the Pittman-Robinson Act. With Warren's proposal, that would be $240. So now, all of a sudden, you're taking an $800 shotgun, which is about what your average hunter, just a working man type's gun, is worth. And that's going to kick that thing up uh, uh, up to over 1000 bucks. You know, and that makes it kind of a game breaker for, um, you know, your normal sportsman to be able to afford to buy a new shotgun. Um, on ammo, uh, you take a $20 box of ammo, which is, you know, $20 is, you know, pretty standard for either a box of centerfire ammo or, you know, um, pistol ammo, um, shotgun shells like your uh, steel shot that you need to use for water, waterfowl. Um, that stuff is, uh, you know, about 20 bucks a box right now, $2 of that is, um, in tax. And then with Warren's proposal to kicking that up to 30%, um, that would see, uh, you know, $6 per box on that. So I don't know. It can, it can be a game breaker for a lot of people that are just on a limited budget. And, uh, I don't know. What about the people on social security? They're scrapping. I mean, I mean, what are they going to have to do? Make the cho choice between ammo and medicine then? Yeah, they never say what they're going to do with the money. Yeah, I see your lips moving over there, Scott, but I can't hear you. Oh, can't hear me? I broke something. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we're kind of running out of time anyway. Got one minute left. All right. Well, we got about a minute left. Uh, there was something there. Oh, hey. Yosemite National Park runs out of toilet paper. Uh, about 170 people who visited Yosemite National Park in California suffered from a gastrointestinal ailment consistent with norovirus. Most of the people became ill during and around the first week in January. Only two people have been officially diagnosed with the virus. The number of cases declines over the past few weeks. Health officials are investigating the outbreak. The virus is a contagious stomach illness which causes vomit, vomiting and violent diarrhea. Um, you can get it by accidentally getting tiny particles of poop or vomit from an infected person in your mouth, i.e. from restaurant surfaces, picnic tables, food, airborne particles from sneezes or farts. So when you see that guy leaving a public restroom without washing his hands, he's the guy... that made Yellowstone National Park run out of toilet paper. So, I don't know. Only two cases, but 170 people got sick from it. Uh, right now, they're in the process of cleaning up the park, but how in the hell do you clean a national park? Take that's, a lot of wet wipes. That's a good question. All right. Till next week, folks, uh, thanks for listening. Well, when you, I say when you got to go, you got to go.